For the past decade, our teams have been working incredibly hard to make some big and much needed changes in how we develop leaders while at work. I challenge you to forge your own path in your own leadership evolution. Consider one that makes the lives of people around you and the business better by building more purpose-driven leaders and relationships with your teams. We need to build leaders who truly care about those they see and engage each and every day. We invite you to hear more about our own leadership and cultural journey, and the impactful stories will surely resonate with you and your teams. We're so excited today to have Michele Kakuchi. He's the CEO of RV Italy, and he's been with the Lippert family since 2017. He has a heart for serving others. Also, we have Michaela Grimes, who is the Director of Corporate and Community Impact, and she's been with the Lippert family since 2015, and she is no stranger to serving our community. She served in a role at the Boys and Girls Club of Elkhart County for a number of years. And I've been so fortunate to be on Michaela's team for 11 months. And what a time to celebrate caring for communities in November, which is National Gratitude Month. So thank you for joining me today. Today, we're going to talk about caring for communities and taking it global. I know corporate and social responsibility is a hot topic, I would say, these days. So we're so fortunate to have Michele Kakuchi, who is our CEO of RV Italy, and he is no stranger to the world of manufacturing. He's been in manufacturing and sales. He's founded a couple of companies, and we're so glad he joined the Lippert family a few years ago. And again, now he oversees uh, RV Italy, the past couple of years. And also we have Michaela Grimes, who's the Director of Corporate and Community Impact. She's been with Lippert since 2015, but has been really a part of the family much earlier than that, having a background in fundraising. So she understands, you know, firsthand the importance of caring for communities because, I mean, you were at the Boys and Girls Club of Elkhart County for for a little while, I would say. All right. So we're going to get into it. In 2017, Lippert started what we call the 100,000-hour volunteer initiative. Michaela, first tell us how and why this all came about. Yeah, so in 2016, at an executive meeting, the executive team got together and they were coming up with the top five initiatives for the company for 2017. Mind you, this was in December of 2016. And I was working part-time at the time, um, just had a baby girl. And I got a phone call that said, be prepared, you're going to have a full-time position. Uh, A little confused, I asked why. And come to find out, during that meeting, the executive team decided they wanted to do something more for the communities that we live, work, and play in. You know, we're providing thousands of jobs. We're donating large amounts of money. But how else can we really invest in our communities, in our team members, in our families? We learned that team members wanted to get involved, but they honestly didn't know how to get involved in their communities. And so the executive team decided that one of the top five initiatives for 2017 of the company was going to be tracking 100,000 hours of volunteer time. And as you can imagine, my first response was, 2017 starts in 20 days. How are we going to do this? How are we going to track it? But Everyone in Lipper is such a team player that we all came together to figure this out. And it's been such an awesome ride since. That's awesome. And so, Michaela, in 2019, you joined the Lippert family, as we talked about. You know, what was your reaction when you first heard about all of these corporate and social responsibility initiatives, whether it's volunteering or um, donations, financial donations that Lippert really, truly cares about, believes in, from your perspective over there in Italy? I joined uh, the Lippert team in 2017 when I when I sold my companies and uh, uh, first uh, reaction was was I was surprised the first time that Jason called me and said uh, tomorrow we have a we have a boys and girls club uh, auction it was a, and we, we ju- I just joined the company so uh, let's find a, let, let, let's go on the on the website and make make your part too and and, and of course I did it 
But the funny thing was that was then when he, he proposed me to, to have some ideas to also to, to make something for the auction in the in the boys and girls club and I uh, did something for Italy for the we, we I found some hotels and some I organized some a trip for to be sold in that auction. Uh, of course, for me it was a pleasure because uh, when when you sell the company, uh, you 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 it's not only a problem of uh, of money; it's just a problem of to whom you give your baby. And I was giving my I was sure to give my baby to somebody who was taking care about people, and that that really made the difference to me to decide uh, to do this step because uh, when you have a you have a company, of course, it's like it's like your your baby. So I was really happy to see that this was the philosophy and the and the, and the criteria which was making the difference. Of course, I I, I am. I was happy and I'm still even more happy now that uh, I see things moving here too. So, And since 2017, just a few highlights, the company has donated more than $6 million globally. And, you know, Michele is in Italy, but we are in places, Africa, Canada, the Netherlands. Where else are we that I'm forgetting? In so many different parts of the world. Um, and I think that that really is different for for this company because you know we are concentrated in the United States and you can say we're concentrated too in North Central Indiana, but we care about communities from a global perspective. So when this kind of rolled out, you know, and you're starting to think globally, you know, I'm I'm sure there was a little bit of I guess not hesitation, but you know how how are we going to do this not only here in northern Indiana, but how do we then replicate as much as we can across the world? Yeah, I think just taking a few steps backwards, I think even when we started the initiative here in the United States in 2017, there was a lot of skeptical people out there, right, on why Lippert was doing this. Was it a marketing ploy? Was it because they want the company to look good? Was it about Jason? Was it about the executive team? And there were a lot of team members that were so excited about the initiative and wanted to get involved right away. And then we had some team members that were questioning it and, you know, questioning what is in it for Lipper. And this is stuff that I do outside of work and it's my personal time and it's not really any of Lippert's business what we're doing. And so it took a good while for team members to really realize that we are trying to help our communities because while we know the schools and the government are really trying to help our communities, help our people, help our team members, they can't do it alone. And so as a business, we need to create ways in which empower our team members, our families to give back to the communities. And I think through repetition, through really showing that this really isn't about Lippert, it's not about how many hours Jason donates or how many hours we volunteer. It's truly about creating this movement and showing other businesses and other companies how easy it is to get their team members involved and get in, in the community. The other big thing is education. So we're on a goal now to really educate our team members, not only on the ways they can get involved in the community, but also all the nonprofits that are out there to help them when they get in a situation maybe that they're not sure how they're going to get out of. Maybe they have a sick child. Maybe they their heater went out. Whatever it may be, we want to make sure our team members are equipped with the knowledge and the education of all of these amazing nonprofits that are out there to help them. So one of the things that we've done even in the United States is find champions. So at each of the different locations, we have people that are passionate about serving their community. They grew up serving their community. And so they look at this as an addition, a wonderful add-on to their job already. And so they'll get involved in their communities. They'll take the lead on finding those volunteer opportunities and getting their team members engaged and involved. And I think we've tried to look at it the same way in outside of the United States and the other countries, finding those people that are passionate. It always starts with leadership. If your leaders aren't bought into it and they're not out there swinging the hammer, uh, volunteering their time, it's going to be hard to get team members engaged if they didn't grow up volunteering or aren't used to volunteering. So besides the champions, leadership is crucial in making this an impactful initiative. And Michele, the same thing over there in Italy um, you have some incredible champions over there. Can you kind of take us through that process, how you identified those outstanding team members and what they're what they're doing today? 
Yeah, I, I was uh, while while Michela was uh, was talking, I was just thinking about what what happened to me, and then it's exactly what she said. It's just a question of education or curiosity. Let's say that in my career I have donated a lot of money. To me, it's more impressing the one hundred thousand hours that we are giving than the six and a half millions that we give, we donated in in, in the last. Mm-hmm. I mean that uh, again during my during my life I have. Uh, I have really donated some money. It's not, it's not of course, like 6.5 million, but uh, I did a lot of money because I, I felt that uh, I was lucky enough to give to give some money to the others. I remember at one point that uh, when when I started to know the Lippert culture and, and talking about the volunteering, uh, my idea of volunteering was more moved on the ambulances or or tough things. I mean, when when I speak to my my, my family, my my parents. They were talking about some people who were volunteering with people who had problems uh, or people who were uh, had accidents and so on. So this is for me uh, something that you must be committed to or something that you must be born to. Because, for example, if I am driving and I find an accident on my side, it's not that I don't want to wait. I really do to help. I really block myself. So I cannot even jump out of the car. So. I cannot think about me working or making volunteering on, a, on an ambulance. But volunteering can be can mean a lot of things. Can mean to clean the gardens of our community. Can mean uh, help uh, let go to offer a tea to a to a kid hospital or again clean some uh, houses where uh, un- unlucky kids live. Uh, so it's uh, there is a lot of uh, easy volunteering that can be done. And these hours at the end are a treasure for me. So what I did, how how it started, it was it's it's quite easy, and 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 I will go and I will go on later on on volunteering in this area, how, what it means and how I found it out. I found on on the Facebook that uh, there was a Saturday that the, the community was uh, organizing a volunteering to clean uh, to clean the gardens, the public gardens here in this area. And so I wrote to some of my people and said, why don't we go on Saturday? We we put LCI. LCI shirts and we go to to clean these gardens. And I in in two hours I I had a group of uh, 25 people who were coming with me. Of course, if I was not going there, nobody was going. So I mean, it has to be you, the leader, who gives the very good example. It's always uh, leading by example, right? So this is a I'm not saying something something new, but again. If I didn't start, or some of my top team didn't start, of course, for sure today we didn't have so many people uh, who are following us. Yesterday I sent a message with a picture. I was having a pizza at the, in San Casciano. My, I live in a small village close to, close to Florence where LCI is. There is a, an annual uh, festival which is, which is, which is called uh, Festa del Volontariato. It means uh, Festival of the Volunteering. And I found out that just in this small area, which is about uh, 12,000, 13,000 people, we have 21 different volunteering associations. And I didn't find it out before because I was not interested in it. It's, uh, I, was not, I was ignorant. I was not educated enough. And a lot of people are not educated like, like I was. And I'm sure that uh, Talking about it, we can only create curiosity, and and people will will start thinking more about volunteering. We will we can be much better. As uh, Michela was saying, for sure, I find the same uh, the same problem. There are people who are volunteering and don't want to tell us how many hours they did because uh, it's their let's say intimate thing. But I'm, we are starting to tell them, and I'm trying to to explain that that what what we are doing is not because. We want to look better than the others. It's because we want to make a better world. And it, it, it's, a, it's a completely different perspective. So if we, if, we, if we all work on our people, explaining them that we want to give the example and influence also other business people like me to explain their people that, that we can do a better world, governments cannot help us so much. I think that if we... We are. We, I mean, business. Business is the is the is the fire of the world of the world. So if we uh, are the people who who start this, I'm sure that uh, it can only be a success. That's my opinion. And so, how do you keep 
with, you know, all these various locations. How do you keep these team members inspired to want to serve and, and not to feel like, oh, this is another another task that I'm asked to do? How do you and your champions over there in Italy keep people inspired? We have we have several business units, as you said. So we don't have just one location. We have location here in Florence. We have location in Pisa, which is about 100 kilometers. For for, for Italy, 100 kilometers it's a, it's a long trip. We have uh, Venice. We have some others. In the past, during the COVID, we we made a, an easy thing. We made a, an LCI Italy uh, Facebook page where we share all the things that we do. So if I go on Saturday morning, I go to Marta Cappelli. Which is one of which, let's say, in this moment, is our favorite uh, foundation. Of course, then we share with the, all the other team members what we are doing. So we show uh, how happy we are. We show how good it is for us and how good it is for the kids that we help. And this can only influence others to do the same. We understand that from Pisa, it's uh, it's it's a long trip to come to Florence uh, on Saturday morning. So now we are, which we found some champions who are starting to work with other associations which are in their in their place so for sure there is a another marta capelli which will be called uh, i don't know michele Cucci foundation in uh, in pisa where our people can can donate and can can donate their time because again donating money is easy donating time is harder but it gives you much more than than donating money and if you can do both it's great I think here in the United States, just to add on to what Michaela is saying is, you know, we have a lot of team members here locally in the Elkhart and St. Joseph communities, and it's finding different ways to get involved. So maybe it's one weekend before soccer. If you have a lot of team members that are involved in the same soccer team, you're going out to do a a cleanup of that soccer field. It's showing our team members that, hey, we care about you and your family. We care what your kids are involved in. Maybe someone has a personal experience that they were addicted to drugs. And we actually had a team member come out and share a video on this. She was in an abusive relationship, got addicted to painkillers. And one of the local nonprofits, she gives credit to turning her life around. And so now she sits on that board and helps out that nonprofit. And other people can relate with her. So it's helping um, team members find their purpose outside that maybe it's everyone has a story. And so how are they connected to that nonprofit or that organization? And how can Lippert show their support by getting involved with them? And that's one thing that I'm really proud of this company is we donate a lot of our money based on the nonprofits that our team members are passionately involved in. So it's not about just writing a check. It's about what nonprofits are our team members volunteering at? Where are they spending their mo- the most time? We want to be supportive of those nonprofits because it's important to our team members, which makes it important to our community, our team members' families, which makes it important to Lippert. And so I think McKaylee is spot on by finding champions in other locations, but also finding other other nonprofits that might speak differently. The other thing is, McKaylee, I'm sure you've noticed this, but the organic team building. There is nothing better for team building than a volunteer event. You get to work side by side with a coworker, making a difference for a nonprofit, making a difference for the community. And you learn so much about that, that team member. And prior to COVID, most of the volunteer opportunities included family members. Another great way, not only do you get to know more about the team members' families, But then you're also teaching that next generation the importance of giving back to their communities and starting them off at a young age that, hey, this this is pretty cool. This makes you feel good. You're giving back. You're helping someone in need. And this summer, we saw a lot of that again as COVID numbers went down. A lot of families were out volunteering together. And we really hope to get back on track with that because I think it just creates a different type of team building and bonds our team members closer together than ever before. Kelly, I know a handful of your team members have gone to a, a park or a playground to clean up together. Also, that organization you're involved with that's similar to um, a hospice organization for children. You know, what kind of um, observations or things have you noticed when you're out with team members volunteering? You know, what are they saying? I mean, what kind of reactions are they having when they're out there together? Uh, it's exactly what uh, what um, 
Mikhail was 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 saying. It's it's a sense of uh, being part of a, of a big project. So they feel like we are all together. It's a, and we are all together. The great thing here is that uh, uh, you know we have uh, one location here in San Casciano where we are RV, and we have a location in Rignano, which is uh, not far from Pronos as well, where it is rails. Uh, these are all quite new companies. So our acquisitions were not. One, one was in 2017, one, two, one was in 2019, but most of the people even do not know each other, even if they live uh, 60 kilometers away. So it's great to see people from the rail division and people from RV division join together to volunteer and they get to know each other. And a great thing that we did uh, in, during, during the summer, also due to the COVID, uh, we went to volunteer in the afternoon after the work. And, and after that, I said, okay, who come and we will have a, a pizza all together and we'll be of course guests of the of the company and we it was really it was really great to see people uh, and and we went out with the kids so these kids who are living in this uh, in this house and these, these kids have problems some uh, some do not have a mother some do not have a father uh, they we we bring them out for the pizza and we we put them they, they stay with us they they make a lot of questions but again we are all together, rail, RV, we are all Lippert, even if till one year ago, one was GS and was, was, one was Metalarte. Now we are, we are really creating a family. It's, and, and again, it's a, it's a great opportunity to combine team building with a, be a good a force for good. So it's a, I, think it's, I think this is amazing. It's, it's different to, to, to a lot of, uh, of uh, my experiences, and it gives me a lot. Gives me a lot because I give a lot. Very good. So it, when you're thinking of Italy, I know we had an awesome team meeting. Was that last week with a group over there? What's what's on tap? I know COVID is changing things, so plans are going to be changing probably dramatically. We we hope not, but we always have to be prepared. So when you're looking at you know 2022 as far as goals or or what you want to accomplish over there in Italy. Tell us, tell us a little bit about that. Yes. As, as I told you, unfortunately, COVID uh, stopped a lot, uh, our, let's say, growth in, in the volunteering. Because we started uh, in 2018, if I'm not, 2019, we started volunteering after, the, again, the first clean of the garden. Then uh, we had, soon we had uh, a great reaction from Venice, because our Venice uh, business unit went to help uh, families who didn't have food after that uh, there was uh, the river was uh, the, the the river went out of uh, its margins and uh, you know that in Venice there there are a group of islands uh, Venice area is a, is, a, is a lagoon and uh, there were a lot of families without without food so our uh, team members from Plan 308 uh, uh, went to buy a lot of food and went around with boats to give food to to, to the families and. And I think you have uh, pictures of this, but this was unluckily this was the last event we could make before the COVID. With the COVID, Italy was uh, shut down for for three months. And when I see when I when I say shut down, I mean shut down. We couldn't go out of of our houses if not to go uh, to the supermarket. I know that uh, in Sakashano there was a group of people who was volunteering and then. During the, this, this festival last week, there was a, they, 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 get, they were rewarded for this. There were about 600 young people who was going to, to bring food to the old people who couldn't get out of, of the houses uh, during, the, during the, the lockdown. But the COVID really in Italy was, uh, was really hard, uh, and especially the lockdown was hard. The, 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 the country was completely shut down for for two months, and it, it, it was uh, very dangerous, or was considered dangerous, to go closer to the people. And so, this this last one and a half year has been a tough year, also for volunteering, because uh, uh, there were a lot of regulations where we couldn't go in uh, other people's houses. Uh, uh, so it was it was tough. But in any case, uh, we could make uh, uh, some activities outside, and uh, we did what we did. We did uh, uh, the cleaning of the garden. Uh, in those in those villas, we we are also doing something in the next days because uh, thanks to our donation, there will be a important meeting next uh, next next Wednesday. So we are we are now uh, making a emergency uh, call for some of our volunteers to go to clean again 
to have the presentation with the mayor and so on. Do, during our meeting, we decided to, to have a, a goal to make at least, at, as minimum, one event each two months in each location. I mean, as I was saying, it's hard for some people to move from Pisa to Florence to volunteer. So we decided to find champions, to find another, other, uh, other associations where we could work with in that location. And Kaylee brings up something that, you know, these volunteer initiatives, all the charitable giving, uh, we, all, we also have a program called Team Member in Need where we support our team members who are going through catastrophic events. So there's a multitude of programs within the department under what we call Lippert Cares. But this is a global initiative and it's not easy. It does not happen overnight. But at the end of the day, we have to start somewhere. And so one thing I think that we're finding very beneficial is to put all of the resources in one place. And so, Michaela, you can kind of talk about how do we work very closely with HR to help them kind of implement or make team members aware of all these programs within our department. Yeah, so we recently, thanks to Sarah, have created a database that allows our HR team members to get on. We share all the things through Librate Care, so all of the forms, all of the policies, upcoming volunteer events. If we're if we're doing something from a corporate level, like our volunteer week, or we're getting ready to do a fall rakeathon, which is going to be a very fun, exciting new event for us this year to get team members out giving back into the community. But again, everything is found on what we call a hub and team members have access to it, but then HR have dip different permissions so they can get in, add team members' names to the RSVP list or look up different ways in which their division can give back. So we have nonprofit information on the hub. We also have different ways for team members to that are in need to fill out different forms. That way we can help them going through a catastrophic circumstance like you mentioned. But it's really about bringing all the assets that we have created over the past four years. And Sarah really brought the organization around because I feel like I was fine with you know, chicken with my head cut off, just trying to put out fires. And Sarah joined the team in January. So very thankful and blessed to have her and that she's still here. But she really has helped organize and come up with a system that our HR teams greatly appreciate and benefit from because, it, you know, before it was an email process. So we would get hundreds of emails in a week, all based on the same thing. And it was like, how do you even keep all this together? And so because we are so fortunate to have HR reps and these Lippert Cares champions at each of the locations that want to help us help Lippert push through this initiative and get team members engaged, they're passionate about it, we needed to come up with a way to make it easier for them to do so. And I think that hub that you have created has done just that. And so we're excited. I think IT did say that it's possible that they will be able to have access to the hub for all of our out-of-country locations as well. And it, it's just going to be a game changer. So um, one thing that Michaelis he, he's going to figure it out is the translation for yep. the hub in various locations. But I, I know he knows people over there that will make that happen. But I think just as a new person coming in in January, you know, all these amazing things going on and... I personally couldn't keep up with this document and that document and all of these things. But kind of looking over the last eight months, there's three distinct systems that I would say, you know, when a company, no matter the size, wants to start these initiatives, whether it's volunteering, charitable giving, team member need, whatever it is, is that compile all of your resources in one location where everybody has access and it's all live information. So you're not sending spreadsheets back and forth and updating them six times a day and sending them all over the place. And then Mikhail and I are going crazy. The second system is a tracking mechanism for volunteering. And so we are so blessed that our internal team, within a couple of weeks, we uh, designed and just told them the goals and they just whipped out this amazing tracking system. And then that's tied to a reporting system um, that we look at very closely. We monitor it 
very closely. And again, our goal is to then spread them to all of our other countries here in the very near future as the global initiative begins to expand. So yes, Slippert came out with this huge goal of 100,000 hours in 2017 that I still joke with Jason. Where did that number even come from? And his response is, oh, it was a big round number. Um, We had never tracked volunteer hours before, but our team rose to the occasion and really educated us on different nonprofits that are out there and all the ways they're giving back and spreading kindness and love and caring about one another. And so I think, you know, as if you're a smaller company with just a handful of team members, even just starting out with an Excel spreadsheet on a Google Doc system that you can be shared and it can still be live, but it doesn't have to be anything fancy. It's just taking that first initiative, getting leadership bought in and saying, we, we want to change for our community. We owe it to our future generations, to our children's, for our nieces, grandchildren, whatever kids you may have in your life, we owe it to them to help keep this this community going in a positive direction. And I think throughout COVID, one thing that everyone can agree on, while there's been a lot of hardships and arguing over what you believe, there's been so much good. People have come together in a way like never before to help one another. And we have seen it at our plants. We've seen it in our locations. We've seen team members go buy groceries or help someone that just started at Lipper um, that is doesn't have a way to get to work, give a bicycle. So they can, instead of walking a half hour to work, they can ride a bike and it's only 15 minutes then for them. So I I think, you know, while there's some negativity in this world today, what this initiative has done for our company is also spread all the positivity. And, you know, no one ever goes to a volunteer event and regrets it. You don't leave a volunteer event and say, man, that was a waste of time. I wish I didn't go do that. Um, you leave probably sometimes I feel like getting more out of it personally than maybe the nonprofit does. And I don't mean that like, obviously the nonprofits need that time and that volunteer time. But to McKaylee's point, it's easy to write a check. It's harder to make the time to go volunteer and time is the most precious gift you have to give. And so for all of our team members, for the 20 other companies that have joined us in this initiative and said, we're going to start with 10,000 hours or we're going to start with 5,000 hours. Jason's goal is to someday have enough companies involved to say we're at a million hours of giving back. And what a beautiful story. This episode of Lippert Built to Lead podcast is brought to you by the Lippert Academy for Leadership, the team committed to enhancing your organization's leadership and cultural goals with strategic leadership development programs, on-site training, executive coaching, speaking engagement, and customized solutions. Find out how to get your organization involved at www.lci1.com backslash academy or send us a message at academy at lci1.com. That's academy at lci1.com. Yeah, speaking of stories, McKaylee, do you have any you know personal stories you'd like to share, whether it's you know with team members at an event or you know visiting with a nonprofit after the volunteer event happened? Does anything come to mind? And if, if it doesn't, you... I, I, have, I have a lot of uh, I, I can remember many of these stories uh, the one who touched me more is the one when uh, we were again unfortunately with the COVID this year we could only volunteer outside uh, in the, in these uh, houses for uh, unlucky children okay so they had uh, uh, all their games the slide was uh, was completely destroyed. Unfortunately, they, they don't have money, and uh, and nobody is taking care. We're taking about it, taking care about their gardens, about their games, and so on. So we went there to to paint uh, the, the the fence, to to paint the, their games, and so on. And uh, I called the kids and I said, "Let's work together." And and the, the kids started to to work with us. And and I, if I if I think about it, my I, I'm like a chicken, no, my 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 skin, because you you could see in their eyes uh, that they were that you were giving them a lot. You were you were they were having fun. They were seeing you like uh, you were a, a giant, but you were just 
telling them to, to paint their own games. And the, of course, they, 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 I, I gave them water instead of painting because otherwise uh, they, they had to be in the shower. But uh, this was amazing. Uh, I, I can remember when, uh, and again, we had, the, we had the pizza with them. This was amazing too. And, and, and again, and then I received messages from our team members that say, hey, you were right. Uh, this was a, it was a great time. It was great hours because at the end, uh, as you said, uh, 10,000, we are about 10% of, word, of the world today. If we, if we think about uh, Lippert, Europe is about 10%. 10% means about 10,000 hours. We are about 1,500 people. If every one of us gives some of his time, it's uh, to arrive at 10,000, just six hours a year, which is, which is nothing. So if we are able to do this, uh, to convince the, the, all our people to make six hours, it will be really easy to, to make 10,000, but it will be a, a, a big gift to the world. Having friends, do, having business and so on, we start to spread this idea. I'm sure it's, it's going to be a, a great thing. The other thing too, I think about other stakeholder groups, that, you know, our customers and our suppliers, kind of our other stakeholder groups, how do they respond? you know, based on your experience. And Michaela, you might have some insight too when they learn about what we're doing here. I think they're excited to get involved. And um, a lot of our suppliers have reached out and asked how we got started. Some of our suppliers have joined us on this journey, Elkhart County specifically and St. Joseph County, but they're a very giving community. And to a lot of companies in Elkhart County, especially, uh, working at the Boys and Girls Club for so long, you realize that this community, this isn't something new to the community. I think it's new to be organized. I think it's new to, to set a goal and have a plan and really put it out there in the community to get others to get involved. But the big manufacturers here have really always done a great job of caring about their communities. And a lot of it was through donations, but it, it set this tone of, here's how our company is going to get involved. It might not be the exact same way Lippert's getting involved, but these are the initiatives that our company is taking to get involved. And it's because of Lippert, you know, paving the pathway and putting it out there that we're really taking a stance and choosing to get involved in this way. You know, the other thing that we haven't talked about today on, on top of COVID, we're busier than we ever have been. So we're producing record number of parts for RVs, for boats, for everything that we're doing. It's a, it's truly amazing that the RV industry and the boating industry is taking off like it has. And people are getting outside and appreciating nature and camping. And we're going to get you out there, Sarah. And She thinks that I'm going to go camping. She, She's she will. crazy. <laughs> Um, But it's just so on top of team members dealing with COVID, they're also dealing with working six days a week, some weeks, seven days a week, and they're still choosing to give back. And again, what an amazing story to someday tell the next generation of, you know, we were working six days a week, still getting kids to sporting events, still figuring out dinner. And we still made time to give back to the community because it's important. The community gives so much to us. And that's a statement that I hope we get to continue to tell our kids. Most of the time, our team members don't see the impact that it's having Mm -hmm. um, firsthand. We often are fortunate enough to be able to see that. That's one of the more difficult things is how do you bring that back to your team members? You know, how do you say, you know what, we were out there doing that for five hours. That was great. We feel good. But we want to then tell the story of the impact. And so it's it's been a little challenging, but we have some ideas, I guess. How yeah, I mean, that. I think um, getting the nonprofits to share a 15 to 30 second thank you video that we can play at the plants has been one of the ways that we've shared in the past. And, you know, we're looking to do that more sophisticated way now, but it's definitely something that we struggle with because because of the team members being so busy and working so many days, we've tried to bring in a lot of activities that they can do inside the plant. So in plant volunteer opportunities. So what can they do over their 30 minute lunch break that they don't even have to leave because 
you know, they're working 60 hours, they want to get home. And so just making sure that they do realize that impact and that we have team members working on blankets made out of plastic bags or, or mats, actually, bed mats out of plastic bags. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. And it's called Plarn. Plarning? Plarn? Yeah. They uh, use Plarn because they turn plastic into yarn, kind of. Yeah. And it's plastic I actually yarn. never even thought of that. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. it's plarn. They make yeah. the plarn. So yes, yes they yeah, so it. they make the the plarn, and then they make these mats for um, homeless people. And the homeless center for the homeless and faith mission, they've been so thankful for these plarned blankets or, or mats that our team members have been making. Um, so just how do we get that out there? Because it is so important that they realize the impact. And we do talk to the nonprofits a lot because again with all of our team members that are making and volunteering all this time for the nonprofits, those are typically the nonprofits that we donate to. So we do get to connect with them frequently. And so we hear the thank you. We get the thank you cards. We get the thank you plaque or whatever they may, might do for us. And so it's really important to pass that on onto our team members. But one story, and this was from the very beginning of the initiative uh, back in 2017, but we have a plant out west that a team member, he was really on a, a bad track, not heading down the right path. His He had two kids, and they were going to this food bank to get dinner because he was choosing to spend his money on other things and, and not the kids. And he got a job at Lipper, and we pushed out this volunteer initiative, and he would not go volunteer, no, I mean, no matter what. And his GM really worked... They went every week to this food bank to volunteer and kept asking him to go. And finally, one day he gave in and went. And he said in that moment when he was there serving at the food bank that he actually took his kids to to get food, it changed his life and his perspective. And he accredits Lippert for getting his life back on track because he realized in that moment that what's important and... He has been clean and and taking care of his kids, and he now takes his kids to volunteer when they go every week to volunteer at the food bank. So just all the full circle stories that have come from this initiative, and sometimes we get fun videos made where other people can hear them, but it's really having impact. And so, you know, to anyone listening, I just challenge you to take a look at your business, your organization and say, how, how can we take it a step further? Are you giving? That's awesome. How can we take it a step further to have more impact, to create more impact? How can we educate our team members on all the resources that are out there for them? Because I think that's another thing. Our team members get in a catastrophic circumstance and they're just, you know, in it fighting, not sure which way to look up or, or where to go or who to turn to. And so that's our job too, is to educate them on where they can go so they don't get in a worse situation. Some of um, the highlights uh, regarding Lippert, you know, more than 450,000 volunteer hours since we started this initiative in 2017. And that is just Lippert team members. So that doesn't include family hours or friends that show up to help them volunteer those are just specifically Lippert team members and their volunteer hours. And a couple of dozen businesses as well who have jumped on board um, to start initiatives like this as yes. well. I have one fun story to tell you. So it can, can be fun. Let's say. In Italy, uh, sport is, uh, is not supported so much by schools. or by, But sport is, is, for me, sport is really something that uh, takes uh, the kids or the, the young people out of uh, troubles. Unfortunately, but uh, sports associations do not have so much money. So it's uh, it's like I have a queue of people coming to us asking for money to be sponsored. There is a, a biking uh, biking association here in San Cassiano, uh, which came to me and said, uh, why don't you donate us the, the jersey? And I said, okay, I can do that. But if, if I do that, then you donate hours in volunteering. And so there is a kind of agreement with us uh, that, okay, we give you the, the, the shirts, but you organize, uh, uh, but you organize uh, events to raise money. If, if needed, you go to, to volunteer. And uh, I want you to be not only to make sport, but also to volunteer. And uh, this is working very well. 
another way to teach others about giving back and the importance of it. I think it's just, you know, you and I have talked about this a lot and where we see ourselves going for the next two years, five years, 10 years, uh, where we see this initiative going. And I think it's just trying to get everyone, everyone has a different season of life. And so for some team members right now, it's really hard for them to break away, to volunteer. And so bringing more opportunities to the plants or maybe finding something that they really connect with. I remember one of the one of the GMs actually, we went and, and visited his plant a couple of years ago and we're trying to talk about the volunteer initiative. And the plant was mostly male, mostly male team members. And I think they kind of thought of volunteering as something that women do. And they they weren't really connecting with anything. And one of our team members was trying to to get it out of him. And he just kept saying, you know, we're working, you know, five, 12 hour days. Our team members are tired. There's nothing that they're really interested in. And she's like, so no one's been affected by something personally that you could think of that, that would get them to want to connect. And he's like, no. And so she started going through a list. And finally she brought up cancer. Well, his mom had just been diagnosed with cancer and he's, he just stopped in his tracks and sat there and I want to get involved. Can you help me find a nonprofit that helps people dealing with cancer? And so now that plant helps organize. Um, I think it was canceled due to COVID this year, but an event for people dealing with cancer. And so I think, you know, again, just trying to get with team members and, and know what their passion is, what their, what, part of their story is and really relate to them and let them know that this gets to be their story. It's not just us suggesting or telling if they have ideas and want to get involved with something that they're passionate about, we're here to listen and our team members are here to support them. And that's, what's been so neat about this initiative too. And the plants is why I might not be passionate about the same thing you're passionate about or the same thing McKaylee's passionate about. If I care about you as a team member, I'm going to show up. And if it's something that's important to you, that's what we have been seeing. Team members show up to support one another. And so all these stats are great. The 450,000 hours, the $6 million, the 20 other businesses. But at the end of the day, it's those stories, to your point, and the people's lives that we're changing, help change, or or helping them find that direction that they want to go. At the end of the day, that's what really matters. And that's what's really cool. One thing I wanted to talk about and share just recently happened um, and talk about really embracing team members who are new. This team member moved from, I believe, Houston, Texas about three months ago and had a conversation with her leader. She works second shift and talked about how hard it is to get her 13-year-old son who's in a wheelchair in and out of their home. So she physically has to push him up you know, and then, you know, when he's coming down, she has to essentially carry him over her shoulder. And so leadership had, had learned about that. And I was on a call with one of the HR team members and she said, Sarah, we, we've got a team that wants to um, build a wheelchair ramp for our team members. You know, how, how do we get that? How do we get the materials? How do we, you know? And so, you know, we have close relationships with a handful of nonprofits, dozens of nonprofits, and we have an outstanding one here in the state of Indiana called SAWS Servants at Work, and that's exactly what they do. They're a team of volunteers who make ADA-compliant wheelchair ramps customized, and so, you know, we knew we, we needed to jump into action, and um, we said, let's do it. And typically, I think SAWS, it, it takes them a while once they get the application in, but that didn't happen with our team members. Literally, we got off the phone, the application was submitted, and within three weeks, the measurements were taken by our team members. They were trained on how to do it. SAWS ordered the materials, did the design, and since we're manufacturers, they prefabbed the ramp into several pieces. And then um, a couple Saturdays ago, they installed it in about 93 degree weather or heat. Um, and it was pretty darn amazing. And the other thing that I learned about that is beside that team member's supervisor, 
who was there. She was there. All the other leaders and team members who came out to volunteer in that 93 degree day had never met that team member ever, but had heard about what she needed in her challenge and just jumped into action and they just got it done. And that was pretty, pretty darn amazing. And it just kind of goes back to what we were talking about, the, the passion. Um, we have to educate people about what nonprofits do. And when that comes together, it's, it's just a pretty amazing thing that we can do. So, And you, and with that story specifically, in the 13 years, she's never had a wheelchair ramp, correct? So this is her first wheelchair ramp to get her son down and he can wheel out on his own yeah so it was a great story great story we have a we have a lot of stories uh Sarah. Uh, but once there was a, a guy who was uh he's uh, was very poor he was a uh, uh, some somebody coming from africa he was uh, he came to, to the gate of the, the company and uh, and he was looking for a job and he said no, no i'm sorry we are not looking for for new for new space for new for new we don't have any open position. I'm sorry, and, and he left. And then he was looking into the into the, at the office from his his window, and so he saw this guy going to another factory close to close to him, and he was very very bad treated by by the owners there. So he said, "Okay." He went out and he said, uh, "You're looking for a job?" "Yes." So you're you're on. He 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 decided to to hire him to give him an opportunity. And this guy is uh, is now in love with uh, with the company. Is love is loving in love with uh, with Lippert. He I even didn't know him when I went to to, to the site. Uh, he wanted to meet me, and uh, now he's uh, he's writing me messages. I love you guys. Uh, you changed my, my my you changed my life. So these I I think these are the things that uh, that makes you different, no? Yeah. And we always talk about the you know using business as a force for good. I love this quote by Bill Ford from Ford um, Motor Company. Creating strong business and building a better world are not conflicting goals. They are both essential ingredients for long-term success. Just love that quote from Bill Ford. So thank you. Thank you both for joining us and talking to us about caring for communities. And we have sure taken it global. If you have any questions for us, how to get started, how to put the the goals in place, the structure in place, please reach out to our Lippert Leadership Academy. And we'd love to connect with you. Thank you. Good day. Thank you so much for joining us and know that together we can use the 40 or 50 hours a week we have to influence and impact others and truly make business a force for good in this world. If you don't mind, do me a favor and leave your comments for us and share this episode with a few people. The world needs this message. Thanks again for joining us. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the view or mission of Lippert Components Incorporated.